Day. Ooh. Mighty God, praise the Lord. You may not understand why we have so much joy, Eesh, but this is Holy Week. This is Holy Week. This is Holy Week. If you don't know anything about us, you got to know that we are some church boys. <laughs> we are. We may cut up a little bit, but this is, listen, this is a this is a church edition of the Jigsaw Podcast. But mm-hmm. even though we're here to give God the glory a little bit more than we usually do, mm-hmm. this is still the podcast where we talk about all the things. What are those things? The um, the perils, the praises, mm-hmm. the pros, mm-hmm. especially the praises. <laughs> The productivity and the pump and circumstance of being black and millennial and trying to navigate this life. I forgot to tell y'all, I am Josh Rogers. <laughs> and I am Brian Hare. Woo, and welcome to another episode of the GSOC Podcast. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's a great day to be black and Ain't saved it? and love the Lord. <laughs> another day that he's kept me by his power divine. I'm saved. Life supply, there it is. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete for I'm saved. Uh huh. Saved. One more time. Saved. (laughs) He picked me up when I was down. Took my feet out the miry. I don't even know what miry clay is, but he got my feet out of he got my feet out of whatever that is. But he snatched us up out of it. Oh, and he gave me cocoa butter to warm my warm my feet after I got out that clay because I was ashy. Eh, God, I sure thank you. And he gave me a sip of drink. Eh, God, I sure oh, I sure thank you. (laughs) You got Christ on your T-shirt. I do. <laughs> you got a full outfit for tonight. I do. Yes, I do. It's it's actually the whole scripture. It is first uh, Peter two and twenty one. <laughs> oh, holiness. Oh, holiness. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna be sanctified for this first conversation. We have to say, listen, it's holy week. Holy week. And listen, if y'all don't because we know that everything is virtual. So if y'all don't have a physical tabernacle to, to go into mm-hmm. on Sunday. You can press play here. Just you do can, it. You, you know what? We're okay if you stop listening right now and save this for Sunday. Listen. You can save it for Sunday. <laughs> it's okay. Let this be your devotional. Listen. We're we going we gonna to bring the Lord today. We, listen. We're going we, we gonna to introduce you to Jesus today. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Mary had a little lamb. And that's because she had him. <laughs> she, <laughs> she had The lamb that, the, that was slain. The lamb was slain. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. But Brian, you know what's so awesome about that? What? He didn't stay slain. He didn't. Ooh. Go to that tomb. He got up. Ooh. This is what they did. This was the tomb. <laughs> rolled it away. We got a plate and rolled, <laughs> rolled the plate in front of the screen. <laughs> they rolled it away. They said, wait a minute. This is all they saw in the, in the tomb. This what he, he went laying there. That's all they saw. This fool got a towel. <laughs> That's all they saw was the rags. That's all they saw. And Mary and them came and said, Mary, 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 Martha, Martha where you at? Where you at? And, and the security guard man went there no more. And Jesus came back and said, here am I. Look, look, look. Paint the picture. Paint the picture. <laughs> they said, look at my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a nail print. That he, said, he said, look at my side. <laughs> That fool got a sh- show on his side right now. He said it's an helper. Uh, <laughs> look at my feet. 
He's pulling his feet up. He's pulling his feet up. He's a fool. It's a, na- it's a nail print. Glory, <laughs> 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 oh. then he said, you know, I got to go. But when I leave, I'm going to leave you here by yourself. Ooh, don't, I'm going to do send it. you somebody. Don't we'll, do talk, we'll talk about that 50 days after Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Pentecost. Hey. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ooh. Yeah, you just gave Ooh. us a whole uh, Easter program <laughs> on the podcast. He got up. He got up. He got up. He got up. So that we could be saying, he died for my black life. <laughs> he died for your black life. He did. And even though these white folks be acting crazy, he died for your pace, your, your pace in life too. He died for us all. <laughs> and he got up. Woo, mm. with all power in this. I'm gonna, let me power. stop. Let me stop because I'm going to get caught up. Brian. Caught up in the been, rapture. What's been going on, brother? It's <laughs> Holy Week. Going on? It's Holy it's Week. week. You've you been living right all week? I, it's Holy Week. Okay. You put <laughs> no, that I'm wine gonna, down this week. I, I am about to live on this podcast. <laughs> I ain't going to live on this podcast. Um, but Easter, Easter's coming up. Well, Resurrections. We, in the church, we say Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is this Sunday? It is this Sunday. Do you have any plans? Um... Yes, I'm actually attending a uh, resurrection recording on okay. Saturday. All right, because uh, you know virtual, so things are different. So mm-hmm. pre-recording service. So I mean, I might be laid out in the floor all service. You know, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't been in a church in a long time. So um, that's going to be a thing, and I'm excited about that. But um, actually, my family are out of town. We're going. Um, out of town for spring break, and they're going up a little bit before me because I couldn't get the days off. So Sunday. Um, where where I would typically be cooking this big thanks not Thanksgiving help me Holy Ghost Easter. this big Easter dinner mm-hmm. which would usually would consist of Cornish hens lasagna because you know in Black folk house lasagna is a side lasagna <laughs> a pan of chicken dressing and some collard greens um, I ain't doing all that because ain't nobody gonna be here to eat it but me so um, I may fry me some catfish <laughs> some catfish <laughs> chill yeah and a small little pot of collard greens and you know call it a day um, because. I'll talk about that in Black Man Self Care, the because of it. But okay. what are you doing for resurrection? This is Brooklyn's second Easter. Second Easter. Okay. Um, her first, where she actually could probably get an Easter basket. You so. gonna get my baby some eggs? Put some eggs in the backyard. Let her go find them. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We probably do an Easter egg hunt for her. Okay. Um, my mom, like my mom's coming over to die some eggs. Whether they're gonna die some eggs on Saturday or Sunday, one of the two days. Um, they're gonna die some uh, eggs. We got a couple Easter baskets. We got some eggs we're going to put in the backyard uh, or in the front yard somewhere. She's going to look for some eggs somewhere. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I don't think we got an Easter outfit or nothing. What? You you should put some bunny ears on that dog you got. That dog. I'm just, I'll I mean, okay, yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, create memories for Brooklyn. She's going to look back and be like, Daddy, what was wrong with you? And you can Why? tell her, actually, that was Uncle Josh's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on me. And then Say I put, it's my fault. Oh. And then I could put a reindeer ears on Christmas. Oh, now, don't get me excited. <laughs> <laughs> because listen, if my Jesus wasn't born, he couldn't have been here today. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he, came, he was born to die. He was born to die. This is what my soul looked like before he came. Black and rugged. <laughs> when the blood came. Imagine this is red. The blood came. Whoosh. It's a, a bottle of water. Matter of fact, watch this. <laughs> Washed me. And I went from this 
White as snow. <laughs> white as snow. But let me tell you this. He kept me with my black skin because if I woke up white, I'd be crying real tears like Jesus has forsaken me. <laughs> so he he took the black stain of sin off me, kept me with my black skin and made my soul <laughs> white as snow. Glory. <laughs> Thank God for your soul being white. <laughs> Thank God for my soul and my skin still being black. <laughs> Bro, what's the song of the week? Because I'm about to keep cutting up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the song of the week, it is, you know, it's my week to do it, but I think okay. uh, it's it, now, I kind of try to leave churchy songs to you. Okay. So I'm going I'm okay. I'm to throw this one to you, but I'm going to let you know what the song it is. And you're going to need to be okay. in real you good keep, voice for this. You keep setting me up every now and then. So we're going we to see. <laughs> so I let hope me you know the myself. lyrics. I think I you know the I lyrics. Do too. I hope I do too. All right. So I'm going to let you know. It's a James Hall song. Okay. And it's real dramatic. Hmm. And let it's, it's simple. It, the lyrics now. <laughs> okay, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. For, for Resurrection Sunday. Okay. The song is simple. It's The Blood by James okay. Hall. Oh, the blood that you, that one, that you. Um, it was a different one, but that one works though. For me, way back on Calvary, <laughs> the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose, never lose. It's power, it reaches. Yeah, that's it. I feel, it now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like me in here. Mountain. And it flows <laughs> to the lowest valley. Oh, yes, the blood that got the attached key that gave me strength <laughs> from day to day. It, what, what was the James Hall song you wanted? Because I don't know that no I one, did it. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, how does it go? I, I don't be on James Hall like that. But I go don't ahead. either, but I thought it was a real dramatic song. The one that goes, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that wasn't that. <laughs> because of the blood. Oh, yeah, yeah that wasn't um, that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> that wasn't of me, LeCain. I'm going to stick to the hymns. What did the author tell us? I'm going to stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. <laughs> But that, that was the, I had two songs I was gonna choose, but you chose the one I actually. That's that's the blood song. Mm-hmm. If you gonna if you gonna sing one song about the blood, mm-hmm. that's the one you sing. We sing that every Sunday. Every black church sings that on Sunday morning. Oh yeah, the the Baptists will say like this: There is a fountain <laughs> filled with blood, <laughs> draw from Emmanuel's. Man, Manny's sin plunge beneath that flow. Lose all their guilt and shame. Brian, let's go to the blessing report. Because I know blood songs. Ooh, wait a minute. Since we're here. Since we're here. You ready? What? This ain't the song of the week, but I just hit my spirit. You ready? Go, do what the Lord says do. Okay. Jesus went... To Calvary <laughs> to save a wretch like you and me. That's love. That's, a good one. That's love. Sing it like Jackie Clark. <laughs> okay. 
They hung him high. <laughs> they slashed him wide. He hung his head and will make you die. Shout out gospel. Better, 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 better. That's love. But, bro, here's the good part. Boom, 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 boom. But that's not how uh-huh. the story ends. What? Three days later. What happened? He rose again. That's love. Hallelujah. He rose. He rose. Start again. the show. Start the show. <laughs> Start the show. Start the show. Bless the report. Let's Bless go. the report. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report, and again, it's 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 Holy Week, so I think it makes it only it makes only sense, uh, makes it right for us to. That's a good one. Keep 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 talking. I'm just this is just your undertone. (laughs) Okay, so this week we you know wanted to bless up Mother Doctor Laverne Ford Wimberly. Mother Wimberly is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let me tell you about Mother Wimbley for a moment here. And she attends Metropolitan Baptist Church in Tulsa. And like most of us, church during the pandemic, they switched over to virtual services. Mother Wimbley said, you know what? God is going to get the glory out of my glad rags. So Mother Wimbley recently was interviewed by the local ABC affiliate and said, why did you continue to dress up in your... Sunday's the best. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and sit in front of your computer. And just look at that screen like you was in church. She said, you know, she said, you know what? God has been too good to me. So I decided that at that point, I was just going to get up, get dressed as if I was going to church. So I would not get in the habit of just slouching around. And that's how some of us have been through our lives. We've been just slouching and slouching and slouching. But God said, not today. So if there's anyone out there who's been slouching and slouching and slouching, the altar is open. The, 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 the prayer warriors are here. Come to the altar and, and Sunday after Sunday, let's get dressed for Jesus. Get out them pajamas. <laughs> Take off that bonnet or that or what the people call it, the, the helmet of salvation. Put down that bacon and that cereal and sit in front of that TV screen and get dressed and watch your pastor every Sunday after Sunday. And that is what it is. This is the Blessed Report. Thank God for Mother Dr. Laverne Ford Wimberly. And let's go to the benediction at the at the billboard. You got something, Joshua? Amen. Now that we've heard that, everybody govern yourselves accordingly. We are going. We are going to, <laughs> to the, the uh, to the going to the ratchet stuff. Um, my 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 mom's uh, former pastor that actually married them. Uh-huh. Um, he had a commercial that said, "You want to get your lesson? You want to do right in school? Get away from the drugs." <laughs> Get away from the in crowd. Get a close to God. <laughs> and and I, that has been your blessing report today. And let's head on over <clears throat> to the billboard because, you know, duality is a it's thing. A thing. <laughs> so, so Marseille Martin, uh, speaking of, since we're doing this like church, uh, there have been no reported deaths this week. <laughs> Nobody's on the sick and shutting list. Ooh, Listen, God. God has stayed the hand of death again. <laughs> Listen. 
Hey, now to the people, Marseille Martin, our little sis, um, out here killing it on Blackish, out here producing movies, has her own production and, and um and firm and company. Um, uh, she's an award-winning actress, writer, and producer, and she was recently interviewed about all of her work. The Hollywood Reporter actually interviewed her and she was asked about potential products. And she responded by saying this. When you come into my office, that that's what oh, it was. Flex. Flex. She said, I got a couple of rules when you come into my office. And th- she's under 18 still. She and is. she's flexing on us like this. She? Um, she said, I don't do black pain. Mm-hmm. She said, if it's black, black pain, I don't go for it because there's so many films and projects about that. So that is not who I am. And we love to see it. We love Marseille Martin. We love the work that she's producing. And um, Brian, I think I saw somewhere that she has a new show coming out with Tisha Campbell Martin. And um, uh, oh, the, the, I, I call her the, um, she's like Asha's um, lighter skin twin. This is Atkins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look at them next time and tell me. It's they Black know, Don't Crack, right? Yeah. 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 Those two. I think it's, it's Black Don't I think Black don't Crack or something like that, right? I, um, I, I might be. I might be wrong. And that might not be the show Marseille's producing, but either way, that show's coming out. Marseille's a black woman. She's doing great things. And we're sorry if we got that mixed up. Right. Anyway, so. We talked about Quavo and Saweetie. Now, they need the blood of Jesus. They need it. We talked about how they broke up. And, you know, we don't really, we really don't get into, you know, celebrity breakup stuff because, again, that ain't our business. (laughs) But a video just resurfaced of them, you know, fighting and whatever inside of an elevator. And, you know, we don't condone no violence against our black women. So, Quavo. Mm Mm-mm. Get it together now. Solange is probably somewhere saying that Quavo don't want any smoke inside of her elevator. And 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 listen, Queen Beyonce said, of course, sometimes stuff go down when there's a billion dollars in the elevator. Now, Quavo Sweetie was only about seven hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars worth of elevator material. So I'm trying to figure out what kind of stuff went. <laughs> why was anything going down? Because according to Beyonce, only a billion dollars <laughs> makes stuff go down. So listen. you know. You a little bit inching toward a million. So I'm just trying to figure it out. If we talk about net worth here. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm ass. Sesame Street. Oh, like the streets that I paved with gold. Sesame Street introduces two new black characters. Sesame Street is creating two black characters uh, on the show to specifically explain racial differences. Oh, let me. Mm. Okay. Not only is the show um, using this as an opportunity to educate our children on their differences, but also to celebrate each other's heritage. Um, on the most recent episode entitled Coming Together, um, the show explores the ABCs of racial literacy and why saying things like I don't see color is disrespectful. We'll come through, says Mr. because you know I hate that phrase. Uh, and avoids necessary conversations around uh, race and racism when you use that phrase. So shout out to Sesame Street yep. for doing their thing. Um you know, when I first read this, I was like, mm, have the thoughts. But then, but then as we continue to, you know, understand their rationale, then um, here we are with this great thing that they're doing for our children and the culture. Um, Kind of shifting gears just a bit. Little Nas X. Mm. Um, he's quite literally raising hell <laughs> during Holy Week. <laughs> um, he's the famous um rapper singer, singer. Um, oh, yeah. who is um is. popular for the song old town road and the saints and the ain'ts are all i mean they got the holiest of sunday morning slips in a tizzy okay first <laughs> first he dropped the visuals for the song montero which has some interesting imagery to say the least mm-hmm. um the, the you, you know the brother literally 
descended into hell down a stripper pole <laughs> with um patent leather thigh boots on. Um, and then after that, you know, he gave Satan a lap dance and you know, overtook his throne. <laughs> but and so after the video came out. He posted on social media about his concerns and how he felt rejected by the church, um, by the church at large for his sexuality, which caused him to develop self-hate. And in that message, he indicated that he's not embracing his true identity and enjoys seeing folks that wanted him to hate himself upset about what he's doing. Um, and then lastly, um, he announced a suit collaboration with the, the streetwear company called Mischief, no vowels, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for some custom <laughs> Air Max 97s and included a satanic symbol, the scripture Luke 10 and 18. and and a hint of human blood. That's the part that freaked me out. <laughs> right. um, like, Random. Like Jesus Christ. Uh, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and oh, only 666 pairs were supposed to be sold. Um, now, this company, I will give this insight. The company who made the shoes, not to say that they were you know, right about it, but they mm-hmm. also made like some holy water shoes like last year or something. Mm. So they're known for capitalizing on moments. Right. Um, so... Again, I'm not I'm not defending the shoe or anything like that. What I am saying is that they ain't looking at this as Satan worshippers. They're looking at this as a moment, and the shoe sold out within minutes, right? right? And right. they were like a thousand dollars a pop. Right. Um, here is my very quick two minute dissertation about Lil Nas X and what's yes, going sir. on. Um, I am not. I, I watched the video, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest to say that I was a little perturbed. I was a little, you know, okay. taken back. <laughs> um, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, from an artistic standpoint, it was, you can tell there was quite a bit of thought and things into it, but it was a little disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not here to silence people's ability to express themselves artistically in any right. ways that they want to do that. Mm-hmm. I will say this. It ain't for me. Right. And it ain't for my house. I, I'll, I'll put that out there. Um, on top of that, I think... <sighs> Whether you agree with what he did or not, I'm not here to say that he was right. But what I am saying is that I do wholeheartedly believe after reading all of his statements and looking at his Twitter and all those different types of things, that the video was literally a response to people telling him, you going to hell. So Mm -hmm. he quite literally created visuals of him going to hell and was kind of matter of fact about it by saying, if I'm a go, this is how I'm a go. Now, again. I'm not telling you to agree with that. I'm not saying I'm not giving that as justification or anything like that. I'm actually taking my opinion out of it Mm -hmm. because that ain't my business. Right. I care about the brother's soul. I care about the brother's humanity. But what I will say that I think this piece of work was an expression, was a response through expression like through his art to respond to what you all have been telling him for years. You've mm-hmm. been telling him all his life, you going to hell. And mm-hmm. he quite literally did that. He's just like, this is how I imagine doing it. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, and I do think what it does do, it should spur additional conversation about how we treat people regardless of how they present and how they identify. Right. Um, and regardless of where you feel, how you feel with your faith and what your beliefs are, I think there's a level of humanity Right. That we should show people regardless of whatever their plights, whatever their issues, whatever, whatever they got going on. I don't think we should ever discard anyone's humanity. And that's ultimately what little Nas X is expressing. He felt so you got any thoughts on that, bro? Uh, Yeah, I could agree with I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think at this moment, he pretty much is an artist. So he was utilizing this moment as to to capitalize. He he had a. It's a movement, like it's it's a rollout. You have the song, you have the visuals. Now, what are you going to do to try to capitalize on that? 
that moment. Yeah. Um, and he and he's in and, and he makes his money off of off of Twitter. Like that's his thing. So it's the can I get the folks talking? And I think I, I may have said this offline before, but he's this is no different than Dennis Rodman back in the nineties. Like you're doing the things to you know to garner the attention to get the people talking. Prince did the same thing. Prince was considered demonic, and that dude was a whole uh, believer behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? So like it's it's I'm not saying Lil Knox is or, or not whatever. What I'm saying is like I think this is more so art and trolling than like some legitimate like I'm trying to be demonic for just be demonic. <clears throat> Take it or leave it. Again, I'm not defending anything. Right. Uh, I right. think. It's interesting to see how, you know, folks are, you know, uh, um, how people are looking at this situation and making their stance and taking it to places where I feel like it might not be that deep. It's deep, but it may not be as deep as y'all trying to make it to be. Right, 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 right. No, yeah. I definitely think, uh, I think all of that is true. Um, so hopping back into something a little more light. <laughs> <laughs> um, versus is finally giving us one that we actually care about after some some, some sleepers. And this coming Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, whatever you call it, versus. on April 4th, we got the Resurrection Versus. And we got a couple of legends going head to head. Um, mm-hmm. And those legends are Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh-huh. And... The Isley Brothers. Ooh, that's um, good. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire is, you know, for all the people who played in March Band at any level, a shout out to March and Band because I was in it. Um, <laughs> and the Isley Brothers, you know, is some of the original, you know what I'm saying, great sex music of the of the time. So, it was. Brian, who do you have your money on? Who you going with? Oh, you had to place tough. a bet. I had to place a bet? Oh, ooh. It's so different because they're like, because like, Earth, Wind, and Fire is like cookout music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, Isaac Brothers got like, who's that lady? Hey, um, girl, what's your fantasy? Between the sheets. <laughs> yeah. Um, all Do that stuff. Do you remember? It's just songs, bro. It, it's, it's songs on songs. On, it's going to be a, a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, who would I put my money on? No. I think over catalog over time i'm gonna use the isley's i'm gonna go Isley's because isley's Ooh, i'm gonna go okay. i'm gonna tell you what because isley's had that motown era but then like um okay um ronald isley is still hold on hold on all the r kelly stuff gonna be like removed probably because that eliminates a lot of that a lot of the isley his catalog newer stuff early yeah, his newer, newer stuff, stuff. Oh, it's gonna depend on how I feel that day. I, I'm gonna go Isley's. I'm gonna go Isley's. I'm gonna do Isley's. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the elements. Okay. I mean, because they haven't done anything recently, but that catalog is so it's strong. So I mean, er, September was just used in trolls. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this. Even though they ain't putting it out, it's still so relevant. And they just got uh, so many songs. So many songs, and they Zoom. feel good. Oh. It's just oh, it's just oh, Earth Wind and Fire. But it's gonna, yeah, be, okay. it's gonna be a good versus. Like, I'm looking forward to it, and, and it's on the it's on the best day. Um, and then like, f- folks are really talking about like how trash is gonna be. And I'm like, if you want who raised good music, y'all? Right. who raised y'all? We can tell y'all ain't clean on Saturdays. Y'all have to be nasty. Y'all have to be real because you know my house is struggling right now because we can't play Auntie Nita music. Listen, so I, I who who I'm supposed to, who I'm supposed to clean up to? Exactly. Who I'm supposed to clean up to? I 
I, when what we, we what met, <laughs> always knew. Oh, why you did this to me, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to be doing this because Nita said no. Nita said, Auntie Nita said no. Well, I guess you would play uh, the gospel version of Anita Baker, Helen Baylor. Jackie Clark. <laughs> Jackie Clark is Sade. You said it. She was She's Sade. Sade. But Sade, Jackie Clark, Anita, they all got that, that tone. They all, all of it. All of it. Okay? Don't don't sit here and act like it's not. Okay? We're not having that discussion. God okay. bless you. All right. So, <laughs> um, Brian, I'm excited because yeah. we have somebody really dope. We do. In the living room. Um, so, we're going we gonna to tighten up and uh, we're going to go ahead and head over there. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get into it. Let's go. All right, ring-a-ling-a-ling, folks. This is the living room, and we have a, a great guest here today. And, yes, sir. Um, I think the word genius is thrown around a little too lightly these days, but I do believe we have a bona fide genius. I come. Uh, icon, a uh, theologian, uh, everything we can think of, every adjective to describe how great he is. Um, he came to the, old, the our, li- our living room, our little dusty living room. He showed up. <laughs> we we sent the invitation. He didn't showed up into he our just <laughs> our living room. So I'm excited to have uh, the great pastor Matthew Brown here. And I'm going to ask him to introduce himself uh, to our our folks. Hello, everybody. First of all, I came to your living room because it didn't matter the room that you were in as long as you were in the room. And so I came for the people oh, that are in right. the room and you two are amazing. Uh, I am Matthew Brown and pastor of Greater Community Church of God in Christ in Marietta, Georgia. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York, born and raised and pastored a wonderful church there, Pentecostal Temple Church of God in Christ. And uh, I'm just delighted uh, to be in this space to have this conversation with all with both of you. Absolutely. And we are super excited to super have excited. you here. Um, and as everyone knows, this week is Holy Week. Holy right? Week. Um, and we, we are preparing for that grand celebration. Um, the, 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 the biggest celebration that I think we have within our Christian faith within that context. Um, but before we dive a little bit deeper into what that means and how we're approaching that as a uh, 21st century modern church, Pastor Brown, we want to talk a little bit more in depth about just the black church in general. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel as of today, from your perspective, what is the true essence of the black church? I think the true essence of the black church is lived out, is the lived experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we have taken um, the the word black church and it has gone through so many different evolutions. There is um, the, there's the black church that uh, was Bush Arbor. There's the black church that was um, pre-Civil War, mid-Civil War, post-Civil War, Reconstruction. There was the black church that was civil rights. There's the black church that um, was uh, uh, moved through, I should say, was before civil rights, Jim Crow, segregation, uh, civil rights. Mm-hmm. There's the black church that um, has struggled with so many different social and economic issues. There is now the Black Lives Matter black church. There is... Um, there's the political black church, there's the progressive black church, there is the traditional black church, there is the liberal black church, the conservative black church. Um, so what I think the essence of the church is, and if you want to call it black, that's fine, but I don't know whether there's a black church, white church, right. liberal church, or progressive. I think the church is the idea of God that has been created 
and um, given as an extension of himself in the earth for the transformation of the earth. And, l- and let me just unpack it for a quick second. I really believe that the church, when Jesus says upon this truth, so the, so the church should be uh-huh. a church of revelation. So upon this truth, I will build my church. Right. And he doesn't build it with brick and mortar. He builds it with people. So what are we finding? We're finding that the church is mm. the church should be full of revelation and it should be full of relationship mm-hmm. because it is with people. And so uh, even the cross that we, we, we celebrate on Friday that he died on is really about relationship and relevance. So the vertical, the vertical beam of the cross is relationship and the horizontal beam is relevance. So when you ask me about what is the nuance of the church, I think the church has got to be filled with with revelation. It's got to be filled with relationship and it has to be relevant. Mm, That is so good. Whoa, that's a a (laughs) lot to unpack. (laughs) You can really go down all the R's and kind of just, and have like a whole hour long conversation on the relationship of relevance. Uh, (laughs) So I'm trying to think where I'm going to go with this. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's talk about the rep. Relevance. Let's talk about relevance. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. So in, in terms of relevance, um, the the black church in terms of relevance, and you kind of went through and provided a lot of context on where we came from and how we got to where we are. Um, at one point, I feel like the black church, and it may still be, but I feel like at one point the black church was like the staple um, part of the community. It was um, everywhere where people came to learn, they got their financial stuff there. They got their health. They got the educational stuff there. It was the epicenter of the black community. Um, and it was literally like the the salt of the black community and not to take, you know, out of scripture or out of context, but you know, uh, what is salt without, you know, without flavor? Do you ever feel like at this moment that the, the church may have lost some of its flavor of being the epicenter of the black, of the black community? Not at all. I, you know what? I think, to be honest with you, I think this is the best time mm. uh, for the, if we want to call it the black church. I think this is this is our moment. This is our moment to recapture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we didn't lose our our savor. I think we've lost mm-hmm. our relevance. So when you mm. want to talk about relevance, we've lost relevance. You know why? Mm. Because we want to stay in a space that we can control. So if we can control it and we're comfortable, then we park here. And as a result, that's when we start coming up with all these labels. I was talking to um, um, a PhD candidate yesterday. He was interviewing me for his dissertation, um, uh, Pastor Coleman out of uh, Arkansas. And um, he he we were talking and something just came to me that I was like, man, I got to really develop this. Because he was asking the whole nuanced question about what is progressive, what is traditional. And I said to him that it all depends on where we are. We put all these labels on the church. That's why I think the church is bogged down. It's bogged down in labels. So I said to him that what we think is nuanced by a traditional church is a, a church where literally we're walking with God and we're, we're on a cliff and we're about to walk off the cliff. So we're about to step out on nothing as though something is there. And there's somebody that puts up a guardrail at the edge of the cliff. That's the traditional church. You know why? Because they want to be able to be safe and they want to control what the next step. The progressive church says, I see something else beyond the guardrail. So all of a sudden now, Right. The church is is in a quandary because we're either at the guardrail and some of us are going over the guardrail. And because that's not what we do, 
because we can't control that because we don't know that. We said that that's progressive. And so I think to answer your question, I think the church is at its I think the church is at its best place. Now, what the the issue here is and we keep talking about the church, but somewhere we got to start talking about leadership because the church is only as good as the leadership. Yeah. And and now in this pandemic, this is not post-pandemic, this is mid-pandemic. We ain't out of this thing. What you mm-hmm. what happens is right. the black church is in need of the black pastor. Ooh. Okay. okay. Ooh. I, ooh. Uh, the reason why I said I, I was waiting for y'all. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you why. Because okay. pastoring, <laughs> pastoring is back. The art of the pastor, this is that time to shine. This is not the season for the evangelist, for the prophet, for the profiteer, for the hook em aside, for the blowing bubbles, seeing vision. You know, no, this is about relationship mm-hmm. that is centered in the relevance of its day that comes with, as an answer. Uh, the answer that we have is the revelation of God. So I think that the black church is in yeah. a great position. But the issue is we all think that it's suffering and all the rest of this stuff because we didn't lose our savor. We lo- we've diminished our revelation. We have lost our relevance because we never kept uh-huh. up with relationship. Mm. Mm. That is so good, so um, good. <laughs> in so many ways. And I think we so <laughs> and I think uh, I, I want to take that and pivot from like, you know, do a nice pivot from relevance to relationship in, in, in a sense. And kind of think through, I like that point that you made about we've, you know, implanted the guardrail and we, and some of us are not able to see beyond that. And I think one thing that has been kind of really strong echoing in the earth, particularly after the social uprisings that we saw last year, was that a lot of companies, right, responded with creating these positions of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So if, if if we are in this space while we are maximizing our level of vision and to be, right, that pastor, the one who truly shepherds, how is the church responding today to be more diverse and inclusive? Well, I, I think diversity and inclusion is very difficult for for the black church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let's let's just be real. It, it's difficult because we have always had to assimilate into somebody else's culture. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, we don't know what to yep. do with diversity. So diversity and inclusion is really some white church or white people's term to include us. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is that this country mm. was never founded with the thought that we would be included. So I think Mm. that we're playing with semantics and then we are now forced to Uh still be, and it's what I preach Sunday about uh, choosing Barabbas. We are forced to live in a Mm. fence and walk out grace. And so we're living in a fence, Mm. walking Mm. out grace. And in this same context, we are expected to be inclusive and diverse. We don't know what that means. If you've sh- if you've taken away our purpose, our history, our language, our culture, and we've done nothing but 
mm-hmm. sort of diversified and have picked up other stuff mm-hmm. that we don't know who we are. It is difficult for us to have a fully diverse church because diver- uh, diversity is about how do we include your culture and our culture? Well, we don't even know what our culture is because it's a hybrid of this Western civilization, this mind thought. So I think that we're hard on ourselves when we when we're talking about diversity mm-hmm. instead of us really um, working on just identity. Now, the thing that you guys said at the beginning of this piece was right. If the church was the epicenter of education, social justice, you know, um, community development, economic, then let's identify ourselves as that and remain that so that we then, mm-hmm. as we build that space, we can be inclusive and more diverse. Yeah, and that's and that's true because I think what's interesting to me uh, regarding you said as far as that being like the white term we use to try to people have people include us into it. Um, I think even like the last year we kind of have kind of got a first hand view on what our white brothers and sisters across the church aisle. Um, right. kind of felt about diversity and inclusion when it came to black issues and black rights mm-hmm. and black lives and um, black voting rights and things of that nature and black folks getting lynched um, in, in modern day. So mm-hmm. how do you, you know, how do we as black folks, you know, you know, walk with the grace and also be frustrated when we, we believe in what, what we, we feel is the same Jesus. Um, but we have two different ideological um, viewpoints on what life is and what lives matter and um, social justice issues. And the white folks clearly just watched black folks get destroyed and just said black lives matter wasn't, wasn't important and just pretty much poo pooed on everything that we, we stood for or marched for. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I think, I think you raise a a wonderful, a wonderful point there, Brian. The, The problem is, um, let me back up by saying that I've become a disillusioned believer. Mm. So I'm, I'm very clear about that. I did a sermon a sermon series a couple years ago, and we walked our church through the fact that Jesus was not disillusioned. He didn't drink the juice. He didn't read the headlines. He didn't believe the stuff. He understood his purpose. And I think for us to walk out grace while we're living in offense is that we're going to really have to understand our purpose in the earth. Um, I think that this race-based religion and its expression has really hit the mm-hmm. tipping point. If, if, if this racial reckoning showed me nothing else, it showed me that there are elements of white evangelicalism that is more Americana mm-hmm. than it is biblical, that it is political, it is about America, and it is not about scripture because it doesn't include social justice whatsoever. Then the issue, and I said some of it, so I'm not painting every evangelical with that brush. I want to be very clear about that because I've I've spent time gathering on my own, bringing together white evangelicals to have conversation. And so I tell them as their brothers, stop saying I need to listen more because we've been talking for 400 years. So you make yourself look a little um, uh, insensitive to say Say you need to listen more. 
we've been That's talking for 400 years. So, so don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yes, be honest about what it is because I'm coming uh, in a place of acceptance. It is what it is and it is what it is not. So I think the truth of the matter to answer your question, how do we walk out grace while living in offense? We have to walk in the truth of what this is until we all agree mm-hmm. that this is the truth and it's an ugly truth. Because this is this is um, this is kind of where we're at now, and what I have learned, and uh, what I have shared with my uh, white evangelical brethren and sisters, is the fact that we're going to have to figure out how to get to the Jesus of the Bible, because this is a little tough for us, mm-hmm. and and so and then and and watch this. I've been okay with letting people walk away, and I'm okay walking away now. Because the onus was always, it felt as though the onus was always on the 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 slave who gets beat or the servant who's in debt to yeah. always make peace mm-hmm. with someone who has strength wow. and agency. And wow. so I'm okay walking away now because it is what it is. At least now I know what it is. I know how you feel. Because, um, and I shared, I shared with my white evangelical brethren, I said, you guys get to go and preach about something else. I have to go and talk mm-hmm. about Sandra Bland. I got to deal with Botham James. You yeah. guys don't have none of that stuff to deal with. You can say, oh, it's bad. Nothing. But it gets back to what Dr. Davis and I talked about uh, tonight, that Judas, um, Judas was, um, Judas The only reason why Judas could betray Jesus is because he knew him by relationship. The crowd, the chief priests only knew him by reputation, so they couldn't identify him. And so what Mm -hmm. the betray Mm. the way this feels in this Holy Week, there is that sense of betrayal because you knew us by relationship and we trusted that we were serving the same Jesus. And so now you can march and you can say something is wrong, but that's only by reputation because you know it's wrong to hate and Mm -hmm. it's affecting your economy. See, the question becomes, would you change Mm -hmm. your theology if your economy was different? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 definitely a question. And you got me thinking with the like Judas's betrayal. One of the things that I noticed reflecting this week was that Jesus already knew what Judas would do. Right. Called him out at the table. And yet we see in a sense where grace overcame because his posture in relationship still never changed towards Judas. Mm -hmm. So in, in thinking through that, Pastor Brown, how do we right? supposed to walk this thing out with maybe some of our white brothers or non POC um, members in ministry who were supposed to be our partners. How do we kind of recognize the betrayal on one end and still walk out this grace thing with them? Man, I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, Because this is when this gets back to your last question. Um, I think this is where we regain our seat at the table of relevance. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. if we're really going to be Jesus, now, all of a sudden, we, we can't be the speaking in tongue Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're going to actually have to be the Jesus of the Bible. Notice, and I'm, okay. I just want to pick up where you left off. Jesus says to him, what you do, do quickly. And Judas gets up and walks out, right? Notice this, that Judas leaves before Jesus institutes communion. Judas still has a purpose, though. Mm, yeah. Because Judas Art. is now the transporter of Jesus' purpose. 
So Jesus mm. tells him to go and do what you're supposed to do, and I'm going to do what I got to do. What he does when Judas leaves, he says, this is my body. Judas is never there for communion. He's there for Passover. He's there for dinner, mm -hmm. but he's not there for communion. Mm -hmm. And so the, mm. I think what we have to do is we have to sit in truth and know why people are in our lives because we still have to do collaborations. We still have to work together for the betterment of our community. And if we don't have the resources, we have to create partnerships. Right. So they have to go and do what right. they need to do, but we need to be better at our own communion. We need to make sure that our relationships are intact so that we don't misappropriate what this is. This person, you know, when I grew up, right. my mother would tell me, my grandmother would tell me, I don't care what you say, that is not your friend because they could discern mm -hmm. that this was this person, while they were an associate, mm -hmm. they were not your friend. What we have, what we got to pull back is that discerning spirit of the Holy Ghost so that we understand why a person, why an organization, why a group is in our lives. It's transactional. It is not transformational. And we, and, and, and I think that's how we get to that space. Just know why they're there. That's, that's great. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's, it's so, so great, so much great content. Um, so in understanding that and kind of, kind of still dealing with the social justice type stuff. And we kind of understand that, you know, um, in some cases we may not necessarily even have the advocates, but I think sometimes as a church, I think we can probably do more. Um, and you kind of said it earlier, as far as being the Jesus of the Bible, not the tongue Jesus, but the Jesus who, um, in considering one, he was like, lynched for being radical and, and doing things and advocating for disenfranchised people. Um, how can we as the church do more or are we doing more or should we do more um, to um, address those issues, social justice issues, and be kind of on the forefront of these issues that we're facing as not just black folks, but just people in, in, the, in the world? I'm going to say something that's going to probably be shocking. And, and so here it is. Um, I think that uh, the church of the 60s, the civil rights, I think that church um, had, I think, more influence in generational and transformational or generational change um, because they had more at stake. The problem here now is that the black church doesn't have a whole lot of skin in the game because... Mm. Um, those that are making money, they're making money. Those that have reputation have reputation. And um, there's not a real big push. Um, it, one of the things that we, that we can continually holler about is how um, black men are being butchered, lynched, killed, murdered. The same way that uh, Af uh, um, American, Asians, and Pacific Islanders, racism is racism. So that, that's just more of an economic reality than it is a racial one. Um, and so mm -hmm. I, when you say, what can we do? I would tell you that we need to blow up the black church as we know it, but we're not willing to do mm. that. Okay. Because if, if we were willing to do that, we would have already done that. And, and when I say blow it up, I'm saying that we have to blow up our former agenda because the only thing that we learn how to do is right. gather. We don't know how to scatter. 
Mm-hmm. And and if Jesus says, you know, use your your analogy, if we're the salt of the earth, then let's look at a salt shaker. The whole purpose of a salt shaker is to right. gather the salt for the shaking of the salt to scatter. We like to gather, but we right. don't like to scatter. Mm-hmm. Because again, there's something about us that needs to be in control of the situation, the environment, and ultimately in control of God. Wow. But over the years, we've been saying we're going out into the hedges and highways, Pastor Brown. So what <laughs> what have we what have we been doing <laughs> all of these years? We move if from we're not the country, if we're afraid we to move, scatter. Yeah, we move from the country into the city. That's what happened because there was no more mm-hmm. hedges and highways. There was just uh, now there's freeways and turnpikes, <laughs> and um, it's it, again it's 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 that emphasis. And I think you you really bring up a very good point. I think that we have lost mm-hmm. our our edge for evangelism. That 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 okay. we're not pressed to tell the Jesus story. We're not pressed to share the grace story um, because uh, I do this thing. Yeah. I talk about uh, bending Calvary. So if you if you take Calvary, if you take uh, the cross of Calvary, I talk about we bend the tip of Calvary. We bend it to our comfort instead of stretching to Calvary by sacrifice. And that's that's where I think we're caught. That's our conundrum, because now all of a sudden this thing is not sacrificial anymore. It's convenient. So we don't exercise discipline over our desire. We don't exercise conviction over our convenience. We just keep bending Calvary to meet our comfort. So I'm going to only do as much of Jesus and much of sacrifice mm-hmm. and much of change and much of, as, of evangelism as is comfortable for me. I'm not going to stretch because I'm not going to sacrifice because we, we're, we're caught up in ourselves now. So when you say go into the hedges and highways, that, and, and this is the other part that killed me. Oh, we just did this this weekend. We had a virtual missions thon and for our local church because we're supporting five countries. Okay. Right. And so in our virtual missions thon, um, it was interesting when I opened up, I talked about that Jesus says, go ye into all the world. And they didn't have there was no electricity. They didn't have any technology. They had themselves, but they were vested mm-hmm. in the mission of Christ. And I'm not too sure. Again, because we want to we want to bend Calvary to our comfort and not stretch to Calvary by sacrifice. That's why we can't go because we don't really have any skin in the game. So I guess what. So in terms of of bending Calvary, I want to make sure that I am conceptualizing this idea the right way. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that we we want to tilt this gospel in ways that keeps us in this box or are you suggesting that we're bending Calvary or tilting the gospel in a ways that feeds our own selfish agendas? The latter that, f- that okay. feed that. Well, I think both it keeps okay. us in the box and it feeds our selfish agendas. So let me be more uh, descriptive. If we look at the cross of Calvary, let's mm-hmm. take it from wood and make it rubber. Now okay. take the tip of it and bring it down to you. That's our problem. We are bending Calvary to our comfort and we are not stretching to Calvary by sacrifice. So as a result, Jesus only gets or the church only becomes as much as we give ourselves to Christ. And at some point in time, I I would love to pivot from this, this misnomer of church and let's talk about people because it's not the church. The church is not bad. 
it's it's the people. It's not the church. Right. Well, the church us. used to be. No, it's us. And and mm-hmm. and I think we get lost in this conversation because we keep talking about some inanimate object that doesn't exist without us. And then we blame it. It's like counseling that I do for couples. Mm-hmm. When they sit down, I tell them, first of all, let me just tell you, there's nothing wrong with your marriage. So now let's talk. And then they look at me like I'm crazy. Because the point is, you love to talk about what's <laughs> wrong with the marriage, but you won't talk about what's wrong with you. And we do the same thing in the church. Mm-hmm. The church is this, the church is that. Well, where is my sacrifice? Where's my commitment? Where's my drive? That's what I think. Do you think that the pandemic has well, will birth or is bursting a birthing a greater level of sacrifice? Because with it, we've seen that um how we can still function without the, the brick and mortar, right? How we can function without what we've seen as the church. And now the people are now responsible for pushing this gospel and making sure, going back to your earlier point, that that role or that gift of the pastor is really present. So how, I guess, how has, or what shift do you see happening as we're coming toward whatever a new normal will look like because of the pandemic? What shifts um, has the church is is the church going to take, and what will be, I guess, some of those residual effects based on what we've been through over this past year? Well, that's interesting because it all depends on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one report, and I and, and I'm a, I, I hope I get the numbers right, and if I don't, let me just ballpark it. But the okay. Barner the Barner study says that in 2020, uh, eight thousand churches closed. And they're projecting in 2021, and I, I, that 16,000, it'll double, okay? So so here's the okay. point. Um, I don't think, I think that the pandemic was more of mm-hmm. an exercise of exposure than it was of acceleration. Okay. I think that it just- um, Got it. it. Well, no, I take that back. Okay, let me pull it. It was an exercise of exposure that accelerated the inevitable. And so it was an accelerant because it pushed us where we were going anyway. And it also exposed what mm-hmm. we didn't have. And so in this con, that's why I'm saying that the art of pastoring is back because the pandemic accelerated us into technology. It accelerated us back into small groups and to build relationship stuff. It exposed the fact that we were worshiping brick and mortar like Israel in the wilderness was Mm -hmm. worshiping the golden calf. Because again, we were holding on to our relationship without re- holding on to our reputation of being Christians and the reputation of being the black church without having the relationship of being with Jesus. So I, it, it, the tale is yet to be told. And I think, again, that how we we're mid pandemic, how we get to post pandemic and who we are when this is done, this new reality, is, as you purport. I think that's going to be largely Mm -hmm. based upon the local leadership of the local pastor. He or she must be in a space where they are bold to embrace the creativity of God and adjust to the relevancy of the fallout of a pandemic. Because some people are going to run back, some folk going to walk back, and some people ain't coming back. So what you going to do? And I guess some of those people that won't come back and this is kind of pivoting, but it's kind of a similar topic, you know, and we kind of talked about the organization as a, as a whole. <clears throat> and we know that, you know, no organization, no body is perfect. Um, so just like the church, we know that no organization is perfect, you know, no body is perfect. But 
I do believe that the church organization is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I'm sure Josh can probably say that. Absolutely. Um, the church has, it, it grooms folks as far as gifts and talents and social skills and speaking. And um, I, I don't know who I would be. All my friends, I for the most part, I've met in church or right. relationship Absolutely. building, um, singing in the choir, you know, all the things I'm using literally in my daily, just at work, speaking and stuff like that. I learned or I hone my skills in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you say to somebody um, who you know may have experienced some of the negative things? And of course, not everything's perfect, but the negative things. And you say, you know what? I, I got, I'm giving up organized religion because I feel like I've been hurt or I've gone through some tough times um, and potentially may have been blaming it on um, the brick and mortar or the, or the folks and, and not understanding that God is, is greater than, than those things. Uh, I would say, I'm going to get back to Dr. Um, Herbert Reynolds Davis analogy of um, Judas. Um, I would say to those people, to the people that feel that way. I'm not, first of all, I acknowledge, I acknowledge that people are hurt by organizations, but I think they're hurt by organizations simply because they have greater expectation of the organization than they have of themselves. We, we, we have this thing where we really lean, we lean on the government to supply. We lean on our job to supply we lean on the person we're in relationship mm-hmm. to supply. We have a dependence mentality. And when the organization, let's, in this case, namely the church, disappoints our expectation, we then want to break away from the organization to create a sense of independence. But if you see, once we do that, we're replicating that organization because we'll start it all over again. We just won't give it a name. So right. I'm I'm out of denominationalism right. and I'm in a non-denominational church. That's still a denomination, you know. So I think that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think that what we have to do is we really got to start saying to people, stop taking, st- stop believing in the reputation of the church, and develop your relationship with Jesus. Because th- when you do that, you'll be able to see the church in a disillusioned manner you'll realize that it's flawed. It's it's filled with all of us. And I think we have to walk them through that. Then I think that we are responsible for showing them different models. And 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 that and maybe they they're just in the wrong model. Yeah. So let's I take agree. that and lean into um resurrection Sunday as we get ready to kind of wrap up the conversation. Yep. Um considering everything that we've discussed in a way, I think the the, the silver lining or the interconnected lining has been this theme of grace, which I think right. is like the core of our faith, right? So how do we as a church become a lot more grace and repentance, right? And acceptance focused and less um, condemnation and harboring on, on sin? Um, I, I think as we, as we lean into Resurrection Sunday, mm-hmm. um, I would say to you that that is probably our greatest deception. Our greatest deception as believers is to look to Sunday and we've missed Monday through Saturday. But that's that's just the way we roll. We always want the climax. Right. We want the destination. We don't want the journey. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you say that relative to condemnation and a whole bunch of other stuff, that that's because we always want to get to the end of the thing. We want to be transactional in our relationship and not transformational. We don't want to talk about um, the issues of a triumphant entry on Palm Sunday and all of the stuff, the highs and lows that comes with being encouraged and discouraged. We don't want to talk about the Holy Monday of um, Jesus being anointed um, while uh, Judas is reviled. You know, so Jesus is being anointed. Judas is like, who in the world? Why are we spending this money? We won't talk about the Tuesday. We won't talk about mm-hmm. the fact that Jesus understands at that moment that I'm going to be betrayed. Mm-hmm. We don't want to deal with the fact that he's in Bethany while Judas, he's in Bethany at rest while Judas is bargaining for betrayal, right? We don't want to deal with Thursday, the fact that it's the way Peter sees himself. Thursday, mm-hmm. Monday, Thursday, and feet washing. We don't even want to do sacramental expressions anymore because mm-hmm. we think that that it's the way we see it. Peter says, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. And you know why he says that? Because it's the way he sees himself. Mm-hmm. And the way he sees himself, he sees Jesus. And he says, Jesus, you're supposed to be savior, not slave. Mm-hmm. And I don't even understand why you're doing this. And then when Jesus gives him purpose to mm-hmm. service, He Mm -hmm. says, oh, I see it differently. So to answer your question, until we we can really journey through the week, I'm telling you, Sunday is just an event. If you haven't been through the journey, and that's why as a pastor, I'm walking, and I've always done this. This this ain't something I'm doing down here. This is something I've always done. We do the Seder, the Jewish Seder. We go through it because I want the people of God to have the experience of Jesus so that we just don't have the the event of Resurrection Sunday. Wow. Because it means it's hollow. It means nothing. Mm. We dress up. That's why we we didn't turn Resurrection Sunday into a carnival. (laughs) <laughs> Dress up, look great, you know, <laughs> yeah. and celebrate. Mm-hmm. But you haven't been from you haven't been from Sunday to Saturday. So then resurrection is hollow. Mm-hmm. So when you ask, how do we get, you know, from judging and all the rest of it, it's the fact that we got a journey with people. We got a journey with them through their ups, their downs, their yeah. addictions, wow. their breakups. We have to journey with them. We have that to so feel rich. that mm-hmm. pain so that we can celebrate with them. And I think it's I think the the hypocrisy of the church is that we do more celebrating than we do a relationship building. So as a result, we it's it's again, it's our reputation. It's not our relationship. That's so good. And I know we said we're gonna wrap up, but that just speaks to I mean, even this this week, like discipleship. And even right. with Jesus journeying toward the cross, right. he was he was still with his disciples, discipling mm-hmm. the people. And I, and I think that's what that's what I'm hearing. Right. There's this level of discipleship that is yep. void um, as we get to celebration. Right. We, we want to get there, but we're missing all the moments of of discipleship. Brian, wrap it up because I can. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like I'm getting stirred in the moment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, OK, so let's let's wrap it up. Let's do some. A little more light <laughs> to, to go out of here. Uh, this has been a great conversation so far. Absolutely, um, uh, yeah, really great conversation. Literally, it could have been um, an hour, three, could have been a whole show, a whole show. It could have been a whole <laughs> show, and, and we, I'm sure we might have to have you, we'll have you back at some point. Would uh, love it. You're definitely one of our favorites. Um, so let's 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 lighten it up a little bit, and let's kind of talk about Easter, the celebration, right? Sure. So let's talk about the celebration, and give us your favorite five. 
I guess, Easter themed or Easter related or resurrection related songs. Wow. <laughs> man. Okay. Oh, oh, man. Oh, God. Um, this is an old song. That song says, Up from the grave, he arose, he arose, a mighty oh, over his foes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that one, um, uh, Man, I can't, I can't, I can't even come up with five. But you, <laughs> I wish I'd have, I wish you'd have prepped me for that one. That, <laughs> that was a, that's a great question. But I got him, you know. Okay. Uh, oh, I know. I serve okay. a risen Savior. He's in the world today. That's a good one. That's a good living, one. No matter what. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. He don't, lives. Don't, don't stir us. He don't lives. Stir us. That's right. He lives. Don't Christ stir us. Jesus lives today. <laughs> okay, I'm done with that one. Okay, as a pastor, mm-hmm. what is one of the funniest moments that has ever happened on an Easter Sunday? <laughs> um, if you mean besides wigs falling off, wardrobe malfunctions, uh, <laughs> just it's, it is it's Comedy Central. Uh, mm. I, I've seen a whole ton of it, so it's just been. It's been living with people and laughing with them through that process. So it's it's been good. It's been good. Okay. Um, should people wear purple suits or not on Easter Sunday? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Purple suit is for Palm Sunday. Uh, oh, Palm Sunday. <laughs> Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday were purple. That's right, right, right. Yeah, right. We they were a week Sunday. late. The passion already started, bro. We we had victory now. You gotta turn you, you gotta break out the white. You got, yeah, we gotta wear your white. Or and your and bone. here's my point. Right. Or or just make sure you don't wear the shiny suits. You know, oh, okay. the shine the, the pastel shiny suits. No. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, Josh, you got anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, wow. Um, Pastor Brown, we appreciate you. Uh, tell the folks um, where the guests where they can uh, follow you, they can connect with you, um, what you got going on. Listen, uh, well, it, I'm not sure when you're airing this, but we're in Holy Week. And so we are. you can catch us on Facebook and YouTube all week long. Friday is a, a conversations around the cross. This is not the seven last words. It starts at 10 o'clock on YouTube and Facebook. We have Bishop John E. Guns, Dr. Claudette Copeland, Bishop Chad Carlton, uh, Dr. Barbara Bryant, and Reverend Amen Flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can reach me at matthewlbrown.org. You can go to our um, website at greater community Kojic, um, dot org. We just love to uh, connect with everybody. And man, listen, let me just take a moment to honor you too. You two are um, emerging voices and thought leaders. And I appreciate you uh, inviting me and having a conversation and at least keeping the relevancy of uh, the church. The church is not all bad. The church is in its great, it's in a great space. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're going to have to do what, like Tom Collins said, we have to move from good to great. So we got to get the bad people off the bus, the right people on the bus, and then the right people in the right seats. That's an so amazing you guys, book, by the way. you guys keep it up, keep it up. You're doing a great job. We Thank appreciate you. you. We appreciate you. Well, uh, Josh, I think it's time for us to go to Black Men's Healthcare. Yeah, we're going to go head on over to the next segment. Again, Pastor Brown, thank you so much for this conversation. And let's get on over to that segment. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. 
One day when I was lost, he uh -huh. died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. Brown, what did it do? Oh, his blood came streaming down. His uh -huh. blood came streaming down. <laughs> his blood came streaming down for me. Oh, yes. one day when I was lost, he mm -hmm. died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. Hallelujah. Wasn't That's there it. such a rich conversation? I just wow. had to give a closing hymn after we got out of that one. <laughs> Mighty God. Now that's been that's part of my self-care. Listen, mm -hmm. thinking about the blood and what I can do to not bend the cross mm. toward my own selfish agenda, what I can do Ooh. to be a greater um humanitarian in my faith, uh, and what I can mm -hmm. do to help journey with my brothers and sisters. I had something else yep. planned for black men's self-care to talk through, or I am my brother's keeper, mm -hmm. rather. And I'm gonna still say that, but I just had to. Right. Bro, it was just so rich. And I'm I'm almost it was sad right. we had to let Pastor Brown grow so quickly. Right, man. We could have stayed here forever. We got to bring, gotta him, bring back, him back. I think so. I mean, because the man is just so poised for these types of conversations. Oh, yeah. So um, anyway, bro, what, what what are you doing for black men? <laughs> what are you doing? How, how can I keep um, my brother accountable to self-care? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually excited about this weekend. Um, I think, sadly, I do have to do some training in the morning. But what I have nothing else to do. <laughs> Listen, Let me tell you the tip primary. <laughs> I put it on. It was I opened my calendar up a long time ago, and people went in there and just booked it all up. Um, but it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be easy stuff. And like as far as my, I, I think I said something about my yard work last week. I didn't do it. Um, we actually, like I said, we um, we outsourced that, so we had a complete overhaul of our of our yard. So somebody come in do did all that work. So I think they're supposed to be finishing up sometime this week. So I have no yard work to do. Um, it's Easter weekend, so I'm probably gonna do nothing. And then just work on stuff during the week. That's it. You June bugging? For God. <laughs> June bugging for the Lord. What you got going on this First weekend? of all, can we can we talk about the ways in which doing yard work was never self-care for you anyway? Okay. It wasn't. I just, no, just, just, just want to throw that out there. So we give God glory that you didn't do it. <laughs> and since, you know, <laughs> big money hair as out here outsourcing all the things that we're here for. No, 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 no. No, we're we're not we're not going to minimize your stunt. Okay, it is twenty twenty one. We thank God for the ability to outsource. Hallelujah! So we thank we God, thank God, God for that. We'll Thrive in that, Brian. Thrive in that. <laughs> I am my brother. I am my brother's, I'm I am my brother's keeper. Okay, you know, BJZ, you. be Sean Carter. Stunt on us. <laughs> stunt on <laughs> Make us feel for. Um, <laughs> but no, I um this week um I alluded to the fact that. Um, my family will be traveling a few days earlier than now for our spring break. Um, and with that being said, I'm not cooking a traditional Easter dinner. Mm -hmm. Now, how is that self-care? Because one, having catfish for dinner is always self-care. <laughs> Let's start right. there. A good <laughs> we talked about it with Desmond last week. A good piece of high fried we fish. Did. Ain't nothing beating it. What's better? Ain't nothing beating it. And didn't Jesus feed the people with fish? So I'm, I did. feel like. <laughs> are you better than are Jesus? Are you better than Jesus? You can't eat fish? Are you better than and Jesus? And I might put it on a piece of white bread. <laughs> with a, bro, Listen, I want a little slow. Sure no, no choking on bones. Slow. I'm getting some fillets. <laughs> won't be no bones in this one. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, but I say that to say uh, I've been setting mm. new fitness goals each month. Um, because it is death to dad buys, and I plan on summering like summer has never summered, if if I'm if the Lord okay. allows, right? So, uh -huh. with that being said, one of my fitness goals for 
March was to, I started an eight week um, calisthenics program to really start um, toning. Because okay. I don't know if I said it, I reached my goal weight. I made it to the 175, 176. Oh, so now it's so thank you. So now it's time to really tone and put that all that weight in the right places and sculpt it in the right ways. Um, so in April, we'll start week four. I mean, week, yeah, I'm in week four, so it'll start five, six, seven. Yeah, start week five. So the last four weeks of that program. So in order to get the maximum value, I'm going to become a little bit more strict in my diet just for this month. I think I've when I was in February, I saw how I can incorporate a cheat day here or there and blah, blah, blah. But in mm-hmm. April, I'm a Brian, pray for me. I'm doing no candy. Like, none. Ooh, that's, I, because I that is my that's, biggest. The Holy Ghost is going to need to work That's with my you biggest, like, thing. Like, I'm okay with doing low sugar, no sugar things. But candy, especially at work, it's so easy to snack on and to just, anyway. So I'm doing no candy and I'm doing, I'm doing like, you know, limiting all my refined sugars and all that different kind of stuff to really make sure my body can sculpt in the way that I want it to. Um, because this dab I going to go. Okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to give the people the temple that God created in the most chiseled of ways. Hallelujah. Oh, to, Cause the second shot is coming. Huh? The, the second shot oh, is I coming. I said the child. I said, uh-uh, this shop is closed. Oh, no. <laughs> closed. <laughs> Close. No, the next, the, next, the second vaccine shot say, is ain't coming. No so fa- ain't cool. no more factory making around. <laughs> we do this for fun now. <laughs> this ain't this ain't for production. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Do we have anything in um, the PO box? Let me look. See, mm-hmm. <laughs> man, a guy gonna give us these robot sounds every week, and I'm here for it. Every week. We do have something. Okay. It's small, but it's something. All right. Well, let's head on. That's over. what she said. <laughs> oh, I hope that ain't what she said. I ain't never heard that. <laughs> this supposed to have been a this supposed to have been a PG episode. A episode, episode. episode, Brian. You're bringing that Dubai troll here. Anyway, speaking we'll of, go ahead. Speaking of, a sanctified. Episode, we have a uh, we have a, a non sanctified episode. <laughs> what happened? I a bug I out on you? <laughs> Ooh, you never, I, don't, I don't do I don't, I don't do stuff. You know we in the south in the springtime. I don't do. Wait a minute. <laughs> what you about, what you about to say? Go ahead. Oh my god. I was say. Ooh, I was about to say this is a sanctified episode. I do believe we're gonna have an unsanctified episode coming up. So oh, we, we and I'm about excited that. about it. They closing the announcements, but the devil, the All devil right. just trying to take me out of here. I don't know what that was. Let's let's go see what the postman talk about. Mighty God. Ooh, okay, let's go to the PO box. All right, you all, we are here at the post office box, and um, this is where we read all of your listener letters and all that different kind of stuff, but I just want to tell you before Brian reads our letter that you can submit your letter to axthejigsaw at gmail.com, and if you do it, we will Uh give you a pseudonym, and we could possibly read your letter out loud right here on the show. Brian, what do we have, bro? Yep. We do have a letter, and we need a name. Pronouns are mm-hmm. you ready? She, her. Ooh, okay. And it's Resurrection Sunday, right? It's Resurrection Sunday. We we when this drops, it's gonna be we, we're already in Holy Week, so we need to make sure it's a good, strong name, anointed name. Um, I think I have one. Vidal Washington. Vid Vidal Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where'd you pull that from? <laughs> God was my inspiration. He gave it to me. <laughs> 
the Lord. He sent one of the angels to whisper in my ear real quick. <laughs> was it Michael? Is Michael the one that come and talk to folks? <laughs> or you? Or the Gabriel? Which one does the fight? Because I need a little bit of both. <laughs> but let's see what Vidal has to say. <laughs> All right, Vidal. Vidal said, "What's good, fam?" Hey. I have a mild question in comparison to some others, some of the others. In fact, I really want to hear your perspective about something. It may be slightly petty, but did you watch the NAACP Awards? I'm going to answer that in a little bit. It was, well, I won't get into that, but how in the world did Bad Boys 4, sorry, Bad Boys for Life win Best Motion Picture? I want to know what movie you thought it should have won. What I'm terrible tonight. <laughs> uh, I want to know what movie you thought should have won and why you think the powers that be chose that subpar film. Love y'all and love the show. Please don't be mad at, bad for this question. LOL. Love the show. Vidal. Was it Vidal? Vidal. What's name? Vidal. V-I-D-E-L-L-E. Because it's classic. E at the end. Vidal. Speaking of, speaking of Dales, and this is off topic, but <laughs> okay. on topic. The Dales, uh, the Five Heartbeats, thirty year anniversary. I want to say the Five Heartbeats. So shouts out to Five Heartbeats, a good black, good black movie. Has has um has Asher seen Five Heartbeats? A house, yeah, is a house. A heart is a house of love. <laughs> um, yeah, not in this entirety. Uh, Y'all pray for her. Yeah, I didn't think so. But so we we praying, we praying. Um, all right, so. Let's, let's 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 address this letter. So you want to go first? Go ahead, go for it. First, did you watch the NAACP Me? awards in pieces? Mm-hmm. I didn't sit and watch the whole okay. show, but in pieces. No, I, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've seen the NAACP awards like in. And I, I'm wrong for this because you know we talk about supporting black shows and stuff like that. But I don't. Nothing about the NAACP awards has me. I think the thing about it is I enjoy watching the non shows unless it's like BET. Because I can, I love to see when the black folks win because it's like who are the, we're competing against one another. So it's like you know, but uh, mm-hmm. Bad Boys for Life mm-hmm. should it have won Best Motion Picture? And I think it was up against like Jingle Jangle, yeah, Ma Rainey, um, Ma Rainey, a Night in Miami, The Five Bloods, and a Night in Miami. I think those were the I think those were the other ones. Yeah, that, that's it was probably the worst movie out of all those. And it wasn't a and it Jingle wasn't Jangle, a. It wasn't a people have their opinions. I liked it actually, but in comparison to, I haven't seen the Five Blood, so I can't say give an opinion. I can't say that. But either. right, I would imagine when we're talking about quality, it probably was the mm-hmm. worst out of that list. True. Yeah, yeah. I I think, the, and the question is like why the power that be thought it would win. I think they just probably wanted Will and Martin to be on there to accept an award. That's it. I mean, but it wasn't even in person, so they weren't even like you know what I'm saying like. It right. wasn't like the, how the Grammys did something and Beyonce actually showed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Because Beyonce she don't show up to the Grammys no more. It's just they play her for Lemonade. Um, mm-hmm. But was that, I didn't want to cut you off. Was that? No, that was pretty much it. Like, that was my answer. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it was. By Dale, yeah. I mean, I guess I would have to agree with Brian in that case. It was, I don't think it was not by far the best motion picture film that has come out mm-hmm. over the course of whatever 2020 was. Um, did we watch that in? The, did that come out in the movies? We saw. I went. I feel like I went to the movies and saw that. I felt like I sat in a theater and saw that. Um, I feel like uh, I yo, you were, yes, we did because it was January, and I remember listening to um, Black Men Can't Jump. It's a podcast about black movies, and they talked about the mm-hmm. ways in which it was odd for a blockbuster to come out in January because most blockbusters hit in the summer. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, right. it was. Um, the see that's how the that's how the Panini Press got us all mixed up because we don't. Right. We don't know. We don't know what, what day or what year it is. Um, but I think you're right, Brian. I think it was an attempt to really get the the name or the 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 mm-hmm. attention of those two superstars, and that just wasn't right. I mean, my range black bottom ran circles around them. What? And one night in Miami, it, circles around. Right. Them. Academy Award nominated. Jingle Jangle films. to me. Say what I I love the movie to be honest, and that ain't got nothing to do with us yes. interviewing our boy Justin or anything like that. Just Shout Cornwell, out to Justin Cornwell from the podcast. If you haven't listened to the episode going back to around November-ish 2020 and catch that Let out. Jingle Jangle. Um, yeah, name it up the episode, Let Your Jingle Jangle. Um, so that has nothing to do with that. I think, I I don't know that I would have even put Jingle Jangle in that category, but I guess in terms of black films, it 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 had a right to be there. But it to me, it's that cemented itself as a new Christmas classic. We talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know that I would have picked Bad Boys for Life to, to to beat any of those. The only one I can't give you know an opinion about is the Five Bloods. I haven't seen it. Um, was wasn't there also a Chadwick Boseman joint? If I'm not mistaken, it yeah. was. Yeah, uh, and I think that one came out like right when he died. So I was like, I don't want to watch this because I'm I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we yeah. don't know, honey. We know we know we know <laughs> we, we ain't on no voting committees. Um. If there was a jigsaw, maybe we should do a jigsaw awards. We should. Mm. And dress. I'm gonna put on a whole tuxedo. Um, we should. Put, put, write that down, bro. We gonna do that. We gonna let me, let me put a pin in something. Let me put a pin in something. <laughs> jigsaw awards. Uh, but now, Vidal, uh, we don't know if that's what we that's what we think and that's what we hypothesize. But thank you for writing in anyway, and thank you for keeping it light this week on our sanctified episode. Because uh, we, we needed something like that. We, we didn't need to hear about y'all ratchet relationships and, <laughs> and what your boyfriend is doing wrong. So thank, thank, thank you for clean, right. you for clean content this week. Thank you. Right. We don't know why, you know, you had to, you know, spend that $375 for the abortion. We, we don't oh, need to know. We, we don't know why. We're not here, we're not here <laughs> we to talk about why. that this week. We're here, we're here we're to not. talk about Jesus and the resurrection. Oh, why? People should, you know, be able to survive the vaccine because they're doing things other times. I saw somebody post online today that they Taco Bell had the best breakfast. I want to say, <laughs> Corona ain't even got nothing on you. <laughs> Corona ain't got nothing on you. You, you willingly going to Taco Bell for breakfast every morning. You for could breakfast. survive. <laughs> Um, the, 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 what's, the, what, what's the thing that happened when, when the dinosaurs died? The, um... <laughs> A meteor you, attack? No, asteroid. Whatever that was, you could sub, you could survive the ice age if you eat McDonald's every day for breakfast. Wow. I mean, not McDonald's, this, Taco Bell every day. You over here eating these processed said, breakfast Bell burritos? The what breakfast. is wrong with you? <laughs> Who goes to Taco Bell? Who for goes breakfast? to Taco Bell on purpose every day? Talking about y'all sleep. If I'm sleep, I'm in a com- <laughs> dead. <laughs> Three days. What he do? Got back up. <laughs> He got up, boom, 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 boom. God raised him up, boom, 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 boom. He got up, boom, boom. All power in his hands. You know this one, Brian. Boom, 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 boom. Death, where's your steam? Sing, where's your grave? It's a good one. Grave, where's your victory? Boom, 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 boom. He got up, boom, 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 boom. God raised him up, boom, 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 boom. He got up, boom, 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 boom. With all power in his hands. I know the Easter song. Oh, you do. Okay. All right. Ready for a greater conversation? <laughs> Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs>
All right, we are here at a greater conversation, and we this is where we get things off of our chest. Um, so, Josh, do you have something that you would like to get off of the chest? I have something I want to propose to you. Okay, I want to propose a joint greater conversation. If you're down, did you have? Wait a minute, did I'm, you have I'm, anything that you want to particularly talk about? No, not not really. Sure? Not really. We could do joint. We could do joint. Okay. This is a season and, and a week of just working together for common cause. Just like how Judas worked together with the Pharisees and Sadducees to I don't want to work together like Jesus. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rewind. Because <laughs> I, I was, I was going to sing a song about us and then you cut me off with that. I was, I was discouraged grasping me. for straws. <laughs> Let me come in and fix it. Encourage this. yourself in the Lord. What song are you going to sing? Keep shining. <laughs> Keep shining. <laughs> No, you can't always count on me for sure. Sing it like Dion Warwick. Sing it like Dion Warwick. That's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> Through good times Hello. and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. Ooh, that's what friends are for. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> the collaboration is Brian. This is this yes. is what I wanted to get off my chest. Okay. Okay. We know it's Easter. We know many of y'all may not be in church, but a lot of y'all will be mm-hmm. in church. So this is what we don't mm-hmm. want to see. We don't mm-hmm. want to see. We don't want to see white tube socks and black church shoes. Don't. No. 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 Don't do that on the Lord's Day. No. Don't. I don't want to see no suit with the little tag on the sleeve that shows the the name of the suit. That, cut, cut that off, sweetheart. That don't belong on the suit. I don't want to see your daughter's um, parts in her head crooked because you was lazy and her, her balls is giving us an acute angle. Um, I don't want to see no black stockings <laughs> in her white shoes. Don't do it. Don't you do it. I don't want to see excessive lipstick on your teeth. <laughs> um, I I don't want to see your, your cornrows Tied all the way back because your wig wasn't secured. I don't want to see I don't want to see sweat stains in your polyurethane suit prior <laughs> to you even engaging in praise and worship. <laughs> uh, I don't want to see the um, them vents in your suit unvented. Like, <laughs> t- t- take it straight airflow. out. <laughs> 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 the airflow. <laughs> I don't want to see... Because you didn't get to wear your Easter suit last year. I don't want to see you have it on, but you didn't outgrew it with this COVID weight. I don't want to see two little suits and dresses in the sanctuary. Jesus didn't die for that. I don't want to see a whole family wearing the same fabric that y'all thought that y'all was cute. And you decide, you know, we're going we gonna to get the same fabric and we're going to wear all the same outfit. I don't want to see that. Please. We don't want that. I know church mothers are known for their strawberry candies and they Weathers originals, but we don't want to see none of that in them Easter baskets or no peeps. We don't want, we don't want your colorful cardboard in the Easter basket. Give us some Skittles, God darn it. Um, we don't want to hear your child's raggedy Easter speech, and they're over there doing all that stuttering. They didn't have all they year. Had a, they didn't have a whole year to learn this. A whole year. And, and it's virtual. Do, do, do another, another take. take. Re-record that video. You had time. <laughs> you had time. had time. 
you could have done uh, what's the darn uh, the projector or not the what's the the thing people read off the screen. Yeah, you could use one of yeah, them. Pro- is it projector? The um, uh, um, we know what you're saying. We know what you're saying. What you're saying. <laughs> we don't them. want to see that. We don't. We at home. We don't want no right. three out. Crucify my savior. Put him in that Listen. tomb and get him back Listen. up. That's all. We don't want right. to hear none of that. I don't want to hear no how to get away with murder sermons. I don't want to hear none of that. Well, messy. I don't want to hear none of that. I said <laughs> what I said. Crucify my savior. Put him in that tomb and get him back up. Preferably in right. 15 to 25 minutes. <laughs> right. Because we ready. To, after this, it's Pentecost. We don't want none of that. We don't want none of that. None of that. So get it together. It's Easter Sunday. For those that are listening to podcasts. You know, do it right. And parents, make sure you get your child a good a good Easter basket. Mm. Let it be don't, most don't stuffed and fake grass in the bottom. Listen, please. And that means you might not have to um, get it from uh, from Boo Boo on the side of the road. Go if you right. tell me just go buy some candy. Now shout out to all the stores that's gonna have an eighty percent off on April fifth. That's because gonna be a blessing. I know I said I'm giving up candy, but I might have to I'm go sorry, in Josh. that one. That one day, just buy it for the for for, for March. Buy it for me. Yeah, I mean. and put it up, and put it up because yeah. it ain't gonna expire. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't expire. gonna expire. Not Last no month. Thing, I don't want to see you in no slingback shoes and your ankles is ashy. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the mothers with the um they stockings that they don't want to wear the the high stockings that go to their waist. And they got the ones that go mm-hmm. to their knees and it's and just it's, rolled, it's up, rolled at up, bottom, up at the bottom, at the top. Put that thing, put that <laughs> thing on your that. thigh. <laughs> I don't, don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. I don't want to see if you got open toe shoes and all of your toenails ain't painted. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Paint all 10 of them. Get that pink. Bend down and get baby toe. Bend down and get baby toe, sis. We don't we don't want right. to see half painted toes. We don't want to see in open toe shoes. We don't want to see that. We don't. <sighs> Musicians, it's my last one. It's my last one. Musicians, we I don't want to see. Yeah, I got one Sunday to dress up. Just one, one Sunday to dress up. Let this, let this be the Sunday. I don't want to see y'all coming in no basketball shorts like y'all normally do. Can we go to musician one more time? I love me some good R&B and stuff, but this ain't the Sunday to be sampled, throwing in some of your samples in the shop music and don't think the Saints know. I, I don't, don't want to hear, hear it. I don't want to hear jazz no... pick up your feelings doing praise and worship. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Not. I don't want to hear not 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 one CCM note. Not not on. Not, oh this yeah. Is a good. Don't you give us none of that Christian contemporary music. I we, we want, don't want gospel it. music. Gospel. Okay. Take us back to we went all um, that. Um, you know the Thompson Community Singers. Take us back to Andre Crouch. Take us back to Walter Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Give us Kirk Franklin and the family. Take us to the cross, right? Give us you know give you know family. give us take us give us some Ricky Diller. Give us some Donna Lawrence. Some choir music. Choir music. Give us some Hazard. Give us some John P. Key. There are options. We don't want to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. And with all that said, considered, and accepted. This has been another episode of the GXL Podcast. A wonderful, a wonderful episode. episode of the GXL Podcast. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> we think, I, 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 I enjoyed it. it. We want to thank everyone for taking the time out and listening. 
Uh, we we want to yep. thank uh, all the support. Uh, shout out to all the people who mm-hmm. followed us recently. We 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 see you, um, new followers and new people have been engaging with our content. We do not take it mm-hmm. lightly. Uh, we what we not want you all. to do is um, Brian to tell you in a minute. I let him tell you. But I want to thank all of you all, all of you all for all that you do to keep encouraging our hearts. You encourage our hearts so. You let you us do. you let us know that what we're doing ain't in vain. So we appreciate you so much. We appreciate you so much. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so old. <laughs> so old. We showed we show new appreciate you. I, 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 I guess yeah, you ain't got to do this, but you old. did. So we show sure appreciate you. You know, you yeah, ain't oh, what, the, what the old folks say. People ain't got to be nice. So if they, it's, it's just it's nice, just to, be nice, nice. to be nice. So if you're kind, at least you guys can say is thank you. And we sure appreciate you for your kind, your love, your kindness, and your generosity towards us. We do. We appreciate you. We right. love you. May God shine his face upon <laughs> you. And may the favor of the Lord forever be with you. We appreciate you. <laughs> We do appreciate. We appreciate you for following us on the Jigsaw Podcast on IG. We thank you for following. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. We thank you for checking out our website, thejigsawpodcast.com. Yes. We thank you for purchasing merch. Do it in the name of the Lord this weekend. Do it in the name of the Lord. Buy buy some merch in this name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Um, rate us five stars. I don't know what that is in the prophetic. Yo, God is saying she's stars a five star chick, but rate us five stars. <laughs> Good night. This has been a great episode of the podcast. Josh, let the people know what I'm they need to do. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. You ready? God be with you. <laughs> the benediction. God be with you. Boom, 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 boom. God be with you until we meet again. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Man. Oh, that's good. That takes me back. Hallelujah. <laughs> good, good night, y'all. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>